You're listening to Heart and Soul, a podcast from the Iglesia Cristo Church of Christ. I'm your host, Martin Zeruto, and I'll be interviewing young adults from across the world who are living Christian lives, but are also dealing with real world problems. This is Heart and Soul. Hey guys, you're about to listen to part two of A Friend in Need. In part one, Vince and Amanda talked about how it's gotten harder to find the right kind of friends the older they get. We went over some articles that tackled the difference between online connections through social media versus the physical friendships that we can make in person. Now in part two, Vince tells us about the loneliest moment of his life and how Amanda found the one place where she feels she can be her true, authentic self. Hope you enjoy. I said, no, I can't. You know, I can't do those things. You know, I feel like it's wrong. And who knows what could happen to us, right? And they're just like, no, nothing will happen. You'll just have fun. And then I just kept saying no. And then after a while, I could feel like they were kind of, you know, being distant with me. And I was thinking in my head, I said, did I say anything wrong? Did I do anything wrong? But, you know, I didn't approach them about it. I didn't bring it up. I just focused on what my priorities were, which was school and church. And, you know, friends, people come and go in your life. And if they stay, that's great. If they don't, just move on, keep going forward. What was in your prayers during those times where they were really on you? During my prayers, I would always ask God for guidance and help in finding those friends who are true right? Who are genuine and um, who won't tarnish my faith and won't tarnish my duties. Vince, was there ever a time that you prayed for the right kind of friends or to find friends? Yes, uh, definitely. uh, When I joined the Navy and I had to essentially leave a lot of the things I had built behind, you know, granted uh, there's social media, right? So you can still maintain that. But, you know, that faith, like what we talked about before, that face-to-face interaction really plays a huge role in that. And so I had to leave all that behind. And once I moved to my duty station in Virginia Beach, it was just me. I had to try to find rides to go to church and didn't really have a ride because I just came out from boot camp. I was alone for the most part. I did have a friend out in uh, Virginia Beach who I grew up with when I was in Japan. And I thought I could count on her since I was there and we were there. We had this connection back in childhood. But, you know, due to her own circumstances, uh, that didn't end up working out. What were you hoping she was going to be for you? I was hoping she was going to be there for me, like, you know, be my friend, be able to be that medium to integrate me into the social life at church, but it didn't happen. And so I felt really alone for like the first year I was there. It's just because, you know, I didn't have a ride. Sometimes a kiddie would ask me to hang out, but, you know, I didn't have a ride and I was still in school for my job. That's what I had to focus on. And so I would just go home right after church and go home right after the kiddie meeting because my ride was waiting for me. And so I didn't really have that much of an opportunity to hang out with anyone. It just continued on like that. How long? About a year until I was finally able to like bring myself to these activities and be more involved. So a whole year you went pretty much on your own? Yes, pretty much. What was that like? It was difficult. I talked to my parents about it a lot. I'm pretty open with my parents. You know, I was asking, I really want some friends. It's kind of lonely. Actually, for uh, there was uh, for that New Year's, I spent it alone in my room um, in the barracks. No way. Just watching on my laptop with some apple cider and pizza because I didn't know, I didn't have anyone to really hang out with. So it was pretty difficult. And then so they advised me to pray, you know, pray to God that he'll guide you and he'll bring the right people into your life. So that's what I did. I prayed and uh, eventually, uh, thank God, you know, he was able to do 
that for me. What was running through your mind? What year was this when you were in the barracks by yourself? Uh, this is about 2013 going into 14. So it's 2013. You got that cold pizza in your hand and then apple yeah. cider. <laughs> yeah. Watching the, live cold pizza hut. Yeah. Live streaming the, the New York City celebration. Yep. What is that like? What's running through your head? <laughs> it's just like, wow, look at all those people having fun, you know? And then I was like, wow, you know, there's so many people that are together. You know, my family FaceTime me for a little bit. You know, I saw all my family and friends on that FaceTime and uh, I really miss it. I really miss home. And that was just uh, kind, of, kind of sad and not really a... Uh, Probably one of the most lowest moments, eh? Yeah. Yeah. About, about the lowest moments in my life. A lot of it, I feel like I felt like it was my fault, you know, for not being a lot more extroverted, not being really sociable. Because I'm a, I'm a shy person to my root. Before I make friends, I, I don't put 100% of myself out there. I like to assess the situation first to see, you know, what type of person they are. And so I feel like that hindered me because I would have that mentality and then I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't like keep pushing my Myself, right. to get to know people, to put myself in a situation where I would be friends with them. Amanda, do you have a similar situation when Vince talks about, hey, this is the lowest low? I was pretty much alone on a New Year's Eve eating Pizza Hut. No offense, Vince. We've all been there. No, <laughs> Amanda, what would you say? Especially going into new settings and new social settings, I always have that apprehension and that anxiety that if I talk to these people, will they like me? And I know that everybody has their insecurities, including myself. And it's hard to get over those negative thoughts. Like, are they going to like who I am? Are they going to like what I say? I'm always constantly thinking, what if, what if? What would those what ifs be? If I say something, will, will they not like it? Will they get offended? Or if I crack a joke, will they say like, ooh, she's lame kind of thing? So yeah, I always have those thoughts running in my head. So that as well is kind of like a mental block for me to open up to people, you know, talk to them and speak to them. Yeah, I always find that difficult in any social situation. Is there a moment where you're like, wow, this is this is pretty rough? Yes, because I know who I am and my insecurities. It's always rough for me. Oh, it's not just one time. It's usually for every yeah social situation, especially in big groups. If I go to, you know, like a party or um, a social, a large social gathering, whether even for like Kadiwa activities, I still get pretty nervous. What are some of those insecurities? For myself, it's Will they like me for who I am? Will they think I'm cool or not? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just my thoughts. It's my negative thoughts, you know? Not everybody's going to say or think the th same things that I'm thinking about what they could say about me. Do you feel like, oh, I've just had this whole, my whole life? Or was there something that triggered it or like, man, I just need to be more careful because I don't know? For me, where it stems from is my insecurities about myself. You know, everybody thinks negatively about themselves. At one point, like, oh, I don't like how my hair looks or... I don't like my freckles. So it comes from my own insecurities right. and my thoughts about myself. Mm. And it's it's hard. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. You know, and I, I don't want our listeners to feel like, oh, man, <laughs> these guys are talking about like they have a hard time making friends. They don't like to go out. They don't like to have fun. It's not that at all. You know, as, as referenced by Brother Bob in the verse, we're trying to find quality relationships, quality friendships with people who are going to help us not only in our day to day, but as people and more importantly, as Christians, just because we're not going to do certain things that we're being pressured to do. It doesn't devalue the friendships that we have to offer. It doesn't devalue the time that we're willing to provide, which is more valuable than a couple Instagram likes or, or shares on Facebook. And so if you're listening right now saying, OK, well, where did these guys find the right kind of friends? Where they go to have fun in a way where it really helped them. Uh, I'd point to an article, Seven Ways to Make New Friends as an Adult, because it's not as easy as it sounds. Now, this article talked a lot about how because there's so much stuff happening online, people don't know where to go. 
well, okay, I know that I can't make this quality friendship on any social media platform. Where am I supposed to go then to find these kind of people? And one of the ways that they said was volunteering. From the article, they say volunteering is a total win-win. If you do it regularly, you'll meet people who care about the same things that you care about. And if you don't meet people, you still use your talents to do something good for the world. Now, Amanda, can you tell us, you know, knowing that, how did your involvement in volunteering your time with the church allow you to find the right kind of people for you to get over some of those insecurities that you were talking about? Having the opportunity to volunteer for the church really opened doors for me to have that setting where I can make friends, I can talk to people, as well as helping out in the church. So it allowed me to, you know, be more open and find a common ground where we're all, you know, have something in common and we can talk about. And that's what allowed me to, you know, be more out there. What did you notice in terms of the setting, the more you were involved in church activities that was different from non-church settings? What I noticed was that everybody was super friendly. Everybody was super supportive. I felt very calm and I didn't have to feel like I'm trying to act in a way that they'll like me. I felt very free and, you know, having conversations with them and joke around. You know, I'm not trying to be somebody that they would like, you know, kind of thing. There was like no judgment. No judgment. Yeah, exactly. How important was that for you? For me, being able to freely express myself and be open is really great. It was felt really awesome because it's really hard to be authentic and be genuine outside and be who you want to be, right? Feel comfortable in your own skin. And so that kind of helping out in the church really helped me be more free and authentic. And Vince, you did something similar. You started volunteering more time in church activities. Tell us a little about that and how that helped you kind of discover a new core of friends. Right. So this is like about a year into uh, my time in Virginia Beach, you know, post New Year's. Um, and so, you know, I had my car, I can finally start performing again as a secretary. And like like um, Amanda said earlier, being involved in church really gives you that visibility that, you know, a lot of the, the friends that I have now were also officers. And we would, you know, have that thing in common to where we would spend time, you know, after church to attend these meetings, attend, you know, these events and be put in a leadership role for these events. And that was definitely the medium for me in making friends. Like a couple months later down the road, I knew from my past experiences in high school that the Christian family organization, like, you know, the Binhi uh, organization when I was growing up really helped me in making friends whenever I would move. And so my thought process was, you know, that that's my clutch. That's my medium to make friends. And so I took that upon myself to, you know, approach the Kadu officers and, and ask, hey, is there a way for me to also become an officer? Because, you know, when you're part of a team that you, you get closer with one another and eventually, you know, hopefully you'll become friends when you're on the same team. And so I had that thought process going into this and got a couple uh and then you know they they talked to me about it you know they let me like say hey you know write your slicei and go through the process of becoming an officer and and at that time the old kadiwa officers were actually transitioning and so it was just going to be a whole new team and we were you know going through these seminars and everything to get us ready to take over for them and then we bonded through that you know through these activities that the kadiwa officers would hold Right. And so we were able to, you know, get to know each other through these icebreakers and activities. What was that trigger for you that said, you know, I'm going to give these activities in the Christian family organization a shot. I'm tired of lonely pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think the lonely pizza was the trigger, but yeah. <laughs> but that trigger was uh, uh I was actually looking for something. I saw them, you know, having fun, you know, at the Kadoo meetings, you know, having these like cracking some inside jokes, and I, I know how that was like, you know, being a Benny officer. Mm. And so I was like, you know what? I think they have the same uh, mentality that I do. 
So I'm going to go ahead and approach them. So the outside looking in and you're like, I want in. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you know, <laughs> um, I'm tired of eating this cold, lonely pizza. Yeah. Uh, let's eat the cold pizza together at least. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Now, for those of you listening who are not members of the Church of Christ, we do have the Christian Family Organization, which uh, Brother Bob can elaborate a little bit more, but it's uh, organizations that are set up to foster relationships within different age groups within the Church of Christ. Brother Bob, can you tell us a little bit more about how the Christian Family Organization helps the youth within the church and why, you know, it happened to Amanda here in Toronto, it happened to Vince in Virginia Beach, and as a minister who's been assigned to multiple places around the world, why is that a consistent thing that you would see at any of these Church of Christ locations, this kind of unity, this family organization that's meant to foster friendships? Well, surely a married couple with three children are not going to have the same time or wants or likes and dislikes, etc., as a single person who's 18 years old. So the church uh, administration has uh, always try to uh, cater programs, activities, where they would have an opportunity to get together relative to their own uh, age group situation in life. Uh, the younger than 18 group, uh, youth group would be uh, uh, focusing on various programs that have to do with future college education, maybe, or uh, study habits and things like that. Whereas those who are already of marrying age, those groups would have uh, various seminars on proper Christian courting and things like that parenting uh, symposiums and such would be undertaken by those who are uh, married and having children or are challenged with their uh, current parenting skills. So many different things we could mention. Right. All of these are sim simply an attempt of the church administration to help everyone along their journey to uh, serve God with faithfulness and with concern for their uh, spiritual and family uh, family life. Absolutely. Um, I, I remember this story. Um, so for myself, I, I I wasn't born in the church, um, later converted into the Church of Christ and, um, you know, grew up in my teens uh, as a new member. And then eventually when I became, you know, 18 within that Kadiwa family organization, um, wasn't very active, I guess, similar to, to what Amanda and Vince were going through. I wasn't always at the church activities because either I didn't have time or I didn't think it was for me to my foolish detriment. But um, eventually one of, uh, one of the officers or somebody who was volunteering their time in the church said, hey, do you want to grab some coffee? And I said, yeah, sure. But she didn't take me to coffee. She took me to one of these, like a meeting of, of these other volunteers to kind of discuss an event that they were going to do for similar aged uh, members of the church as me. And I was like, wait a minute, this isn't Tim Hortons. <laughs> like, this is somebody's house and we're talking about like an event. And that triggered that moment where she brought me there, changed my life completely. I, I didn't give it a second thought. And then the moment I was there, I was like, this is where I need to be. By the way, Mark, it's important to let your uh, listeners know Tim Hortons is the <laughs> best coffee house anywhere. <laughs> You want some good coffee? Go to Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons in Canada. There are some in New York and Buffalo. It's not the same. And their Timbits, they're amazing. Honey Cruller. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Honey Cruller. <laughs> and that's the thing is that these volunteers within the church, if you're a member or if you're a non-member, you know, as a listener, you go to one of our chapels and you talk to the people who are of your age group or, or, or those who, who welcome you into the church. There are events, there are activities, there are conversations at coffee places like Tim Hortons where you get to know and feel like you're a part of this Christian family organization because that's our goal is to make everybody who is wanting to learn more about the church who wants to start their spiritual journey and those who are already a part of the church feel like, you know, we're all family. I remember now that I, I eventually became uh, more active in the church, I became an officer, a district officer like Sister Amanda in this district. So I met this friend, his name is Bobby Soriano. He was already a member of the Church of Christ, recently baptized. And uh, I, saw, I met him at one of these visitations. And so I would go to this visitation 
visitation, then I would see Bobby again. And then I go to another visitation, I would see Bobby again. And, and, you know, he could have just joined the activities in New York, in his area, in his district, but he wanted to continue to feel what he was feeling in those local activities in other parts. And, and he became all the more active. He eventually got married. Now, I believe he's a head deacon in the locale there in, in Manhattan there, and I think it's Long Island. And it just surprised me that I made a friend who I never would have expected to meet because I decided to volunteer my time. He decided to do the exact same thing to people who would never have met, who decided to spend time at church of all places to find a friend. And I made a lifelong friend because of it. And so I urge our listeners, if somebody shares this podcast with you and they're a member of the Church of Christ and they say, hey, I want you to listen to this podcast to give our church a chance. You got to get to know what we're all about. This is how we view friendships. Sometimes, you know, you might think we're not fun because we don't want to do bad things. Sometimes you might think we don't have time because we're always devoting our time to volunteering in the church. But the payoff to that, like what Amanda was talking about, like Vince was talking about, is something life-changing where Amanda, you said insecurities, no judgment. And for Vince, you said you were no longer on the outside, you were on the inside. What is that, Brother Bob? How, how do we describe that, that feeling where... I feel like I'm home. Well, actually, there, there, there is uh, something mentioned in the Bible about that. In fact, uh, Martin, in Proverbs 18.24, it says, Some friends are fun to be with, but a true friend can be better than a brother. Imagine making mention here in the Bible that's even better than a family member. A true friend can be better than that. So it's not just uh, having someone that, to an acquaintance that you, you have fun with. And uh, that's not necessarily the definition of a, of a friend. That's an acquaintance you have fun with. But a true friend is something uh, much deeper than that. And it sounds to me that that's what Vince and Amanda, both of you, have experienced when you came to the Church of Christ. You, you felt uh, more a, a more deeper love, trust, relationship, or maybe just that kind of a, a genuine connection that was not uh, superficial. And that's what we invite all those joining here to be part of, become part of the uh, family. Uh, Church of Christ members. Definitely. Yeah, we want to thank Amanda and Vince for coming on the show. I'm sure this is the first of many conversations. Thank you so much for being honest, vulnerable enough, really, to admit the challenges when it comes to making friends and uh, for the courage and the confidence and the faith that really goes a long way. Now, if you're looking to find real friendship, not only with Christians, but more importantly with God, please email us at info at incmedia.org day or night, you've got a friend in us there. We'll be there for you. Please follow our hashtag for the show on Instagram, hashtag heart and soul conversations, which is of course on social media. But if you want that face-to-face real connection, any of our members of the Church of Christ who listen to the show, we'll be more than happy to continue this heart and soul conversation with you at any of our chapels around the world. That's it from us today. Hope you'll join us next time. Ready again to listen with all your heart and soul. Take care.